Welcome to the Surrendering in Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that will hopefully leave you feeling empowered about the honor that it is to raise children. We don't have it all figured out, and that's okay. Our goal is to help encourage mothers to stand firm and mother with conviction. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Surrendering and Motherhood podcast. Welcome back, y'all. So this week, it's a juicy one. Yeah. (laughs) It's a juicy conversation that needs to be had. And as always, just real life happenings have uh, sparked our discussion on it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about saying sorry and how we navigate that with our children, how we model it for our children, how we navigate it for them, like between them and other children. And um, as always, there's a lot of layers to this. And also, as always, we have a lot of thoughts about this. So um, first of all, while we were talking about this, we, um, I was thinking back and I wrote something a year ago on this. And so I wanted to share it for the words of the week. And, um, I got, it's about something that happened with my children. And if you'll notice that I don't disclose, like I, I tried to write about the situation to get the whole point across, but I'm very vague when it comes to like not giving specific details about like who I'm talking about just because that's just a personal thing. That's important um, for me to keep um, off of the internet or podcast or whatever. So I think it makes sense though. Um, So here, let me get it. Oh, whoops. All right. I don't force my kids to say sorry. Now, before you assume this is some new age permissive parenting mumbo jumbo, please hear me out. Contrary to popular belief, saying sorry is not the same thing as truly feeling sorry. Adults will force children to say sorry out of caring what the situation looks like, but what's going on underneath. The other day, one of my kids, through misplaced anger, hurt another one of my kids while they were arguing about a bouncy ball. Emotions were high. It was pretty intense. I stopped and took a deep breath. I know by now that the way that I respond in these moments can be helpful or hurtful. I told the doer that we needed to talk about this, but right then I needed to tend to the child that was injured. Never underestimate the power of checking in and connecting. I respect the need of processing for my children as I know how I need time and space to process as well. See, the second the injury happened, everyone involved, including, including the doer, knew what occurred was wrong. That wasn't up for debate, and it wasn't something that I needed to harp on and shame my child about. So when something like this happens, where do we go from here? I let some time and space help diffuse the situation. 
After some time passed, we talked about the importance of how we use our anger. We talked about how our emotions are messengers and we need and they need to be handled and detox properly. We went over some real life practical ways the next time the anger feelings came up. We connected. My child knew that we all experience anger. My child sees me experiencing anger and processing it appropriately. My child knew in this moment that no matter what, I'm here to love, guide, and help with anything that comes up, good, bad, ugly, or hard. The next morning, I was checking on the hurt child and changing up the Band-Aid. This brought back up the emotions, only this time it was different. Not prompted, not forced. My doer child told me that God helped find the sorry last night. Then I witnessed both both children come together with the most pure, humble, forgiving hearts to heal together. This is why I care more about their hearts than I do about appeasing my flesh and what things look like. This is what would have been missed if I would have just forced a fake apology. True heart change. You guys know that Carly and I have very deep feelings on parenting and the way we parent our children. And it's very intentional and mindful of them in their hearts. And I hadn't, I don't think you shared that with me last year. I think you just shared it with me this past week. And it's, it's spot on. Also, when is your book coming out? (laughs) (laughs) But truly there's, this is such a multi-layered, multifaceted concept, right? Like what you were talking about. You can't just force a child to say sorry when if they don't understand what that means or if they don't they don't mean it, then that's doing them a disservice and the other child a disservice. Because you're not you're not talking to them you're not taking the time to sit with them and hear about what's on their hearts, why that made them feel upset, why they chose to react in that way, and providing them with different ways that they could have reacted. And then I think the the part that you mentioned about giving some space and time yeah. can be so necessary for anybody, but especially children. And what I've noticed in, in working with children for so long and in having my own child is that there's no point in forcing a child to apologize when they are fully dysregulated. They can't even hear what you're saying. So if they can't hear what you're saying and they don't know what sorry actually means, then they're just... You're forcing them to say it, so then what? So they say it and then they can move on, go back to playing, or get what they wanted out of it. That's what that's what that teaches them. Yeah. It it's blind obedience. Okay, you tell me to say that I'm sorry, and I say that I'm sorry, and then we can just immediately move on. Does your child A know what that means? B feel any remorse for what happened or understand why the other child was upset? It's just, this concept is mind-blowing to me, truly. And I oftentimes sit here and wonder where these concepts came to begin with. 
And I also know that a lot of people's hearts, emotions, thoughts, feelings were not taken into considerations into consideration when they were children. So it's just generations of the same parenting practices. Yeah. And I mean, as always, you and I have been talking back and forth about this. And I think that's the aspect of it that is so upsetting to me is when the word I'm sorry becomes some kind of like manipulation. Because I'm thinking about, of course, I'm thinking about this moment right now when our children are young. And at the same time, I'm thinking about them being adults. And so yes. how does this translate to them being grown adults? Yes. And is this helpful or is this hurtful? Because we have talked about it over and over and over again. Our, we need to work from the inside out. Yes. We can't work from the outside in. Yes. And another thing that I was thinking of is we talked about a few episodes ago. When we talked about it's not but, it's and. And we talked about developmentally that shift of a child being able to hold two feelings at once. And so, I mean, this really comes into play when we talk about the act of saying sorry and what that looks like and how that plays out. Because how, first of all, this happens between five and seven years old. So before that, when a child, so for example, a kid wants a toy, so he snatches a toy. Kids younger than this age, they have a one-track mind. I want something, I'm going to do what I need to do to get it. And that might not be appropriate. And so, of course, you address this. In that moment, though, it is not helpful to say, oh, you need to say sorry. Because the child literally doesn't understand what that means. And so we, parenting is a long game. Yes. So just trying to get to the sorry, get to the part where it's over, move on to the next thing. You're shortchanging your kids. You need to get on their level and break it down. I know you wanted to play with this toy and it's not okay to act like that. And we're kind to other people and you break it down. And then after that, you can talk about the importance of repairing relationships. Part of repairing relationships is not only saying sorry, but being sorry and what that looks like and how that plays out in real life. I just, I mean, more than saying sorry, I want my children to actually be sorry. And understand what that means, what it really means in their own hearts. Yes. That's my thing. Like what you just said, children, when they are under five years old, don't have the ability to hold two different thoughts at the same time. And so when they do something, there's times where they don't even know that what they did was unkind. Because developmentally, where they're because of where they're at developmentally. Yes, of course, there are also times where they do know that it was unkind and they still chose to do it. 
And it's our responsibility as parents to get down on their level in the moment and break it down for them, like you were saying. Not just say, you need to give it back and say you're sorry. Yeah. Because that's not helpful to anybody. It's doing a disservice to them, to both kids. And I think I also meant to say before, the piece that you talked about when in your writing about what it looks like to other people. Mm -hmm. So many people, and I've been guilty of this myself, so many parents react to situations because they are concerned about how it looks to older generations, family, friends, whoever it is. And so as parents, it takes a lot to be like, okay, I've been parenting differently and that's okay. And they might not understand it. And I'm still going to do this because our children deserve this. Yeah. That that's a separate piece from <laughs> from breaking down how to address different situations where a child was wronged or a child was hurt or one child was unkind to the other. And I mean, there's so <laughs> so many layers to this. I just I just keep going back to the fact that if we are forcing our children to do things that they don't understand, that they don't feel, then it is literally just telling them to blindly obey and not 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 tune into themselves, into their feelings, into understanding how what they said or did hurt somebody else. And it might not have been intentionally, and it still did. And so how do we address that? We don't just say, I'm sorry, and move on. It's like what you and I were talking about before we started recording. There's times where people say, I'm sorry, and then they just expect the other person to be okay immediately afterwards. And that that makes perfect sense if when you're a kid, they say, okay, you need to say, you need to say I'm sorry, and then you just move on. Yeah. People are still allowed to feel hurt in situations, and it might take them time. They might need space, and then you yeah. can come back and repair. So this idea that we're forcing our kids to say two words that they don't understand the concept of, and then they just get to go back to playing or move on or get something else that they want, it's doing a disservice to everyone. And it's growing them into people pleasers or narcissists. So, Yeah, it's so true. And I think... So when we talk about this stuff, I think about the extremes of like, where does this come from? And then usually the next generation like swings to the other extreme. And then usually there's some kind of middle ground that we need to come to on this. Because I think I do recognize, you know, we've talked about like habit training, even though that word is so, it's weird. Um, I do understand and respect the habit training aspect of like, this is how we treat each other in our family. And when there has been a hurt, this is how we handle it. And these are the words that we say, and this is what we talk about. Um, I think that's so different than just saying, um, like staying surface level, like say sorry and then move on. Right. And then don't get down to like what, what's underneath and what's going on yeah. because truly I mean saying sorry without an action to back it up is manipulation yes so 
if you are training your child to do that, that in an adult relationship is abusive. And I know that that's a harsh word. And I just need to get the point across that this is serious business. I'm glad you said it because I was going to say it. The same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, I think historically the word I'm sorry has just been like, this is like a magic spell that just makes everything better. And oh, I'm nice and I'm good because I said I'm sorry. And it's like, um, hold on now. There's so there's so much more to that than just saying those words and and moving on. And another thing, when I think about like how I how this plays out in my family and our family culture and how we handle this, the words "please forgive me" shows more humility than "I'm sorry." Yes, absolutely, because it actually involves connecting with the other person. And working to repair. Because I'm sorry can come across as like, I'm just checking this box that needs to be checked so we can, you know, move on and everything's good. And it kind of is like, oh, I'm sorry. So then that lets me off the hook. When in actuality, when you say something like, I'm really big on even with my kids, like saying the words, please forgive me. Because that not only shows, hey, I recognize that I have hurt you with my words or my actions, whether it was intentional or unintentional. I care about how you are receiving things from me. And so then after that, the other person has a part to play in it too. When somebody is asking for forgiveness, then it's like, hey, it's not just about me checking a box. This is about, hey, this relationship matters to me. And so your heart matters and my heart matters and the way we treat each other matters. Yes. So let's work this out. Yes. And that's that's the other thing I was going to say in listening to you describe how you guys work things out within your family in regards to apologies is that the piece that I think is missing when you're forcing a child to say, I'm sorry, outside of all the other pieces that we just talked about is that you guys can when you come back together to do that repair and actually have a conversation about how each one of you is feeling, you can ask, okay, so we want to not keep doing this, right? That's the, that's one of the, the big points. And in order to do that, we have to figure out what actions we're going to take or what we're going to do. So one of the things I've been doing with my daughter is just between us, if I react in a certain way and I was unkind, I always like I spend time apologizing and talking to her and checking in with her. And then I say, and what can we do to fix it? What could I do differently? What could you do differently if it's vice versa? Because those pieces matter because if you're just forcing them to say sorry and then just moving on and not taking actions to not do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. That's what I, that's the thing that is just, it's, it blows my mind because it's you're skipping over all of that. You're skipping over all of that. How one, how each one of you feels in that moment, the forgiveness piece, the remorse piece, and what you can do together moving forward to actually come to a resolution. That's that's the other part that I feel like when you and I were talking and going back and forth about it the other day, it just made me think about it because 
if we're just forcing them to say sorry, they're just moving on, what is there actually a resolution though? Because if, if there's not actually a resolution, they don't actually feel sorry, then they keep doing that thing. It is abusive. Yeah. And so, and also it's not teaching children how to come to a resolution with people that they care about. Yeah. And that is, that's crucial to having healthy relationships. Where's the middle ground? What can we do here now? How can we change this? How can, how can, how can I show you that I respect how you're feeling and what you need to feel loved and vice versa? Yeah. When I have recently come across this with my kids where it's been said, well, I said, sorry. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to back it up. Rewind. Because the thing is like, just because you say, sorry, it, it doesn't, that, that doesn't really mean anything except for you just said the words that I'm sorry. And so it's not some like magic wand. And so I, I think it's just so important. I think, you know, and I just want to say that because even as intentional as we talk about this stuff and we care about this stuff, like this is an ongoing thing, an ongoing conversation. Yes. And the thing is, is like, of course we help our children do this and we need to model this for our kids. Right. And that's like when I, when I wrote about, when I was talking about like dealing with anger in a healthy way and processing things in a healthy way, our kids need to see this play out in real life and they need to know like, okay, I can mess up and repair it because I see my mom messing up and repairing it and we're not perfect. And the truth is, is like, we are all a a product of God's grace. Yes. So the least we can do is live and love each other from the overflow of that. Amen. So when there has been a hurt, it needs time and space and humility and an environment that fosters a healthy way to process and deal with this. Repentance, forgiveness, and true heart change. Not just words. We talk about how words matter. They do matter. And what comes after that? Yes. Because words without action, it's manipulation. I think we talked about this when we were talking about the importance of saying I love you and teaching our kids I love you. And the other day I was like, this is making me think about that same conversation. Yes. Because there's so much weight to to the phrase I love you. Right. What does that actually mean? And how does that actually play out? It's the same with I'm sorry. Yes. Those words are so powerful. Right. But what does it actually mean? And yes. how, how are we living that out in real life? Yes. Yes. A thousand million percent. Yes. Because that's spot on. How are you showing your children love? What? How do they define love? Yeah. How do you speak to your children? And again, like you said, we are not perfect beings. We're, we're, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. And it matters what we say, how we approach it, asking for forgiveness, breaking it down and figuring out a way to move forward. It's the, sa- it's the same thing. The same yeah. concept. Yeah. And it's so important. 
I just think sometimes these kind of conversations are perceived as, and I mean, I said it in my writing, people think, oh, if you don't force your kid to say sorry, then you're being a permissive parent and you're swinging to the other end where it's like, you're not dealing with things and you're not. And it's like, that is not what this is at all. It's actually the opposite. It's actually the opposite. It's actually like, <laughs> and it's so much, it's so much harder this way. <laughs> like it, we're, yeah, we're well, choosing to do the hard work yes. right now. That's the thing though. That's the thing in our society. People want band-aids and quick fixes. Oh girl. Think, they think that's a, a band-aid and a quick fix, but in reality it is, is far more damaging. Yeah. Far more damaging. Because it, our kids are our children for one second and then they're adults for the rest of their life yes so we, we have to zoom out and think about how is this helping them yes how is this helping the situation right now how is this helping their relationships right now how is this helping their heart right now and modeling another like major thing is i mean it's forgiveness is such a complex thing. And I think even as adults, it's hard to fathom a God that forgives us when we repent. And I think sometimes a lot of times we have to forgive ourselves. Yes. <laughs> and so just trying to break all of these concepts down in a way that makes sense to our kids and know that, like we can pray to God about this. We can ask him for help on this. Yes. Like, we're not alone on any of this stuff. No. And I think honestly, the times that I've sat talking to God and praying and asking for forgiveness has been so healing for me. And I don't know if it's because I grew up being told to say that I'm sorry and I never actually understood it until now and I see now how it impacted my relationships. But it's it's so important. And also, too, showing our kids that we as adults are asking for forgiveness with them to God, that's another crucial piece of it. Because we are powerful. We're actually saying, I feel bad about what I did. And I am asking for for forgiveness because yeah. in my heart, I know that that wasn't a kind choice or I know that I should not have said that. That's the real stuff. Absolutely. Really, truly feeling remorse for it and acknowledging that we're that we're not perfect. Like our kids, yeah. our kids have to see that they have to see. There are so many things that we model for our kids every single day that matters it does and i've said it before and i'll say it again a million times until the cows come home <laughs> kids don't need perfect parents no they need humble parents yes like put it on a sweatshirt because that's what i want to wear every you know single I'm about day to write that down. <laughs> because and, and another thing that i thought about was and we talked about you know swinging from extreme to the to one extreme to the other is this whole so now we kind of have a generation of people pleasers oh yeah and then the trend became 
sorry, I'm not sorry. Yes. Which is so... Twisted? I mean, there's there's so many things about that that's <laughs> not appropriate and is so backwards and wrong. Because we have to acknowledge when we hurt somebody, even yes. if we didn't mean to, or even if we don't understand it. So saying, oh, you know, I'm I'm recovering from being a people pleaser, so I'm just not going to apologize and I'm not going to wrong. No. no, no, that's not it at all. And that's not how. Uh, well, I guess you can have that mindset, but good luck having healthy relationships luck because that's friends. not how that works <laughs> at yeah. all. So no. I wanted to bring that up, too, because I was thinking about that whole, you know, sorry, I'm not sorry. And I think people say that maybe to be maybe funny or something like, a like defense that but... mechanism almost yeah truly like... why i mean That's... why would you say sorry not sorry why would you even say that in the first place why would you say sorry in the first place if you're not sorry well and but i've heard people talk about like i'm i'm recovering from being a people pleaser so i'm not gonna apologize anymore because there's a whole and i mean i have been that person that over apologizes yes for every little thing i have to apologize for existing and breathing and needing anything (laughs) or wanting anything and i mean not that i had to do that i felt like i needed to do that so i have been there done that extreme visit sometimes and try to not be like that but or and um i think that is another reason why we need to break these concepts down where our children understand and where we play this out in real life real time with us with our children within our families within the people that you're around you know the people you surround yourself matter how other people deal with this how other people deal with this with their kids what your kids are seeing on tv or or whatever it it matters yeah you know what it actually just made me think of i remember seeing i don't know if it was a meme or a quote or something and it was talking about how part of healing truly healing is accepting that you may not receive an apology that you were hoping for mhm and I mean, I think that ties into all of this because that basically goes to show that that person, for example, if there was a situation where you were hurt by somebody and they just never apologized because they were never taught what I'm sorry means or Mm -hmm. how to come back and repair or if they even feel remorse in the first place. And I think that that's an it's why it's so important to talk to our kids about this based on where they are developmentally and provide them with those tools and that language to express themselves. And, and I, like you said, you don't like the word training, but teaching them why it's so important to understand that they, even though they might not have meant to, they hurt someone whether it's emotionally or physically, and what are you going to do about it? The way we treat each other matters. The way we speak to one another matters. And we have to take action. Yeah. 
And I think I'm easing up on the word training and habit. I'm like reframing what that means in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I just don't like the idea of like robots, just yeah. surface level, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, as long as we're getting to the heart issue, I'm okay with, you know, training this type of stuff within my family because I, I mean, it does our rhythms and our training and our habits and all of that stuff. It, um, it shapes who we are and what yeah. we care about and who we become. So, yeah. And it's the rhythm of your home too. Yes. And if it's, if one thing's not working, you have the opportunity to shift that as yeah. your parent. And they can also and- see that too. It's important for them to see that. If y'all, yeah. if you were all trying something and it wasn't working or you kept running into the same issue, how do you shift that? And yeah. your kids seeing the problem solving process. Yeah. A big thing for me, I, I mean, I say like our family, we do this. Our family, we don't do this, you know, to, yeah. to all different aspects of life. And I think that's seeing it as like we are a team and we're dealing with this and we're learning and we're growing and we're caring about the things that God cares about and we're caring about the things that are important to us. I think, I mean, that is huge. Like our kids to see like, oh wait, I'm not alone. Yes. No, my mom's doing this. Our family is doing this. This is like our culture. Yes. We, we talk about this stuff. We deal with this. And if I need help, I can go to my mom and I can ask and I can be honest. And understanding the why behind all of that. Yes. Is so important because I do the same thing. I say yeah. that's not how we, we talk yeah. to people in our house. Yeah. That's not what we do. It's yeah. just not. And then there have been times where my daughters ask me, well, why? And then we go into a whole conversation for however long it is, whatever topic it is. And it holds us accountable too. Because it's not just like, oh, I need you to act like this. And then I'm going to act, you know, however I want because I'm an adult. Yes. No, it's not that. We're all in this together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that so much. That's actually been always one of the things that I've loved about how you talk about parenting and your family. Just as a team. Because it matters. And that's yeah. really healthy and important for kids to see. We're all, yeah. we, we all matter. All of our feelings matter. And how are we going to work together? Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of teams and family teams, I know I've talked about Jeff Beth Key and the family teams thing on here before. I think it was, I can't remember if it was one of his books or I've listened to him and his wife for so many years, just because I love their view on faith and family and family teams and all that stuff. I remember him talking one time about how he does apologies with his kids. And I think he said something like, um, apologies need to be specific. You need to ask for forgiveness and you need to ask how you can make it better. And I think that's a good. I love that. That's a good like tool to be like, okay, when there has been a hurt, an offense, a w- whatever going on in our family, this is how we handle it. 
And, and obviously, wherever our kids are developmentally, then we need to help it make sense to them and help it, you know, break it down to where it can be like, no, in our family, this is how we apologize. Yes. This is how we heal. This is how we repair. This is how we deal with things in a healthy way. Yes. This is what healthy. Re- this is what a healthy relationship looks like. Yes. This is what a healthy apology looks like. Yeah. And this is why it matters. Yeah. I love that. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd really, really would love to hear people's thoughts on this one. Yeah. Because I know some people might not agree, and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I hope you understand where we're coming from. We don't take this stuff lightly at all. So... When we're saying these things, it's because we've been convicted about this stuff. And we just, we really, we care about children. We care about families. We care about our children growing up and being adults and having successful relationships and thriving. Yes. And being equipped on how to deal with this kind of stuff. Being equipped. And honestly, these conversations, there's so many times where, I go back and I, I listen to our episodes and I needed to hear them myself. Yeah. So it's not just us telling other people what to do. It's oftentimes a reminder in my, in my own face about how to be a better human. Yeah. Why it matters and why us having these conversations is healing for us and for our kids. Yeah. That's what I really, really hope. I hope, and we say this, I hope, we hope and we pray that you all hear these conversations and you leave feeling empowered and encouraged and whatever you need it to be. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I said all the things I wanted to say. Do you think you did? <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it was good. All right, guys, we will be back next week. Bye y'all. Bye.